Super Talk Mississippi media production. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome to Coast View, the show that every single day celebrates the men and women who are making Coast of Mississippi such an amazing place to live work and play and we have a very special guest today but before we get to the guest i want to share something our friend cynthia dobbs who's the executive director for the ocean spring chamber posted the other day from a guy named Corey allen and here's what it says when a friend comes into your mind and you feel gratitude and warmth that they are in your life tell them show them love these people are rare jewels that make our world shine you know one of the things i learned as I really, this has been true most of my life, frankly, I didn't like negativity in my life. I, I wanted, I wanted true friends who were going to support me and be positive and whatever. And as I look back on my life, um, it's very interesting. No matter all these twists and turns in my career and being a CEO for 15 to 16 years, I, I still look back now at who my friends were and they're the same friends today. And I have great admiration for them today. And uh, it's just good, just really good advice. And one other from my friend Stacy Waldrop, as I often say about Stacy, she's one of the most positive people that I know. But you know, I have I have a business degree, and so when people think of me of have, having been publisher of newspapers around the Gulf states, um, certainly I became more focused on being or, or respecting wordsmith, not necessarily being one myself. But words matter, and, and words are something I pay a lot of attention to. So when you think of things like, or writers like F. Scott Fitzgerald, it's just pretty powerful. And she posted a, a quote from F. Scott Fitzgerald, and here's what it said. It was only a sunny smile, and little it cost in the giving, but like morning light, it scattered the night and made the day worth living. Never, ever, ever forget the absolute power that a smile has, even if you're giving it to a stranger. You never know. You never know whose, whose life you might light up. Okay, now let's, we're going to shift gears. I continue to talk about the military community here on Coast View because, Lord, how mercy. They have a significant presence, and every single day they're contributing to Coastal Miss, Mississippi in so many incredible ways, whether it be at Ingalls or Stennis Space Center, of course, the CB base in Keesler and all, all the other points along coast of Mississippi, they're giving back to this community. I love talking to people who are stationed at our bases and making contributions. And this, this morning's guest is from the CB base, from the uh, Naval Construction Battalion Unit, but of course we know it as the CB base in Guffboard. It's L Lieutenant Commander Magellan uh, Chancoco, Chan, Chan, excuse me. You know, I practiced that, and I had it down, uh, Magellan, but I messed it up. But anyway, you're the new public works officer. Someone I really look forward to talking to because you have a terrific and really interesting background. But anyway, welcome to uh, Coast View. Thank you for having me, Ricky. It's really so you had your 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 nickname is Coco. Is That's that right. sort of been with you your whole life? Uh, well, I can tell you when I first joined the Navy with my last name, Chancoco, as you uh, kind of had a hard time <laughs> saying it. So it's the same for the first person who was my sponsor. My first duty station was in Whidbey Island, Washington. 
and um, although I, I forgot his name already, but of course, you know, he, he was a shipmate. He welcomed me on board and he said, how do you say your name? And I said, Shen Coco. Okay, from now on, I'm just going to call you Coco. That's just so hard <laughs> for me. And that stayed with me for the rest of my military career. So that's the name I go by from, you know, everywhere I go now. You grew up in uh, Pampanga, right? Am I saying that correctly? Philip- uh, that's Philip- right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Pampanga, Philippines is about, uh, I think it's uh, either 50 miles north of Manila. So tell me about tell me about your early life and tell me what it is that really encouraged you to come to the U.S. and and seek uh, a career in the Navy. Uh, I think uh, the United States, you know, when you're young, you don't know about these things. Right. So I was very young and uh, I didn't come from a wealthy family. I really have humble beginnings. So when I was young, um, my mother. Um, you know, raised us uh, by herself because my father passed away as a, at a very young age. I think my, my father was 40 or 41 when he passed away. And Lord have mercy, we have 12 in my family, 12 siblings. Wow. Yes. Wow. Uh, so um, what, um, you know, the opportunities for a family like us uh, in the Philippines is, is, is not a lot, especially like I was very young. I don't I don't know what the future uh, has it in store for me. And um, I, I was just asking a lot of questions to my mother. Mom, am I going to college? Mom, am I going to school? You know, all the questions that you have. I was seven years old then. And when I was asking all these questions. So, well, eventually my uh, sister, Lloyda, one of my sisters, um, she uh, got married to a U.S. Air Force. Uh, his name is Bob Sewell. He's retired now. Uh, so the, the path for our immigration or migration to the States is through my brother-in-law, uh, Bob Sewell. Uh, and uh, it, it kind of opened a, a, a door of opportunities for me and my family. That's, so that's how I kind of found my way from the Philippines to the U.S. Again, I was very young, and when you're young, there's a saying, you're young, you're dumb, right? I didn't want to leave the Philippines. Seriously, I didn't, because it was my home. And when you're young, like I said, you don't know any better. And um, I stayed there for a while. My mother petitioned me, and she's been waiting for me forever, and I didn't want to go uh, And until, like, the last minute. Then I went. And my mother was happy when I reunited with her in the States in, in, in California. So you your first sort of foray in the Navy was Great Lakes, Illinois, where you went to recruit training. Yes. Um, by the time you got there, was it something you were really looking forward to, or were you still a little uncertain about what you wanted to do? How, what, where were you at that point in your life? Okay. I think for the most part, uh, for military personnel, I think this is true. You're just you're just getting into the unknown, right? Uh, what draw what drew me to join the military was the travel, really travel, education, and 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 you know you look at your surroundings who are who are who are around me, and um, I um, you know I, when I was at Great Lakes, seriously, oh my God, what did I get myself into? Seriously, I'm like every day. I gotta be honest with you. Every day I was crying. Why? What did I do? You know? Uh, and 
And I think when you're young, like I said, you just don't know any better. And um, and you know, then you you grow, you 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 become more mature. And then as you finish one milestones after another, you just think to yourself, "Wow, I'm so glad that that's done. I'm so glad that that's checked in the box." So that's how I felt the entire time I was in Great Lakes. I was like thinking to myself, "What did I do?" <laughs> yeah. But what's it? What's interesting though, you you went on to to really find yourself in the Navy, and by 2009, you had uh, you had sort of identified civil engineering as something you really wanted to do. And I'm really impressed, in fact, that you went on to get uh, an engineering degree from uh, University of North Carolina master's degree from from uh, uh, Penn State and um, you you really were sort of on a mission at that point weren't you yeah and uh, yeah Ricky so it was a, a bachelor's degree in uh, North Dakota University of North Dakota so that's mm-hmm. my alma mater uh, yes I think um, I think for the first four either four or five years in the Navy I was telling myself I'm gonna get out I'm gonna get out and then until like my enlistment was up and then that's when i decided okay i think i'm staying in right uh, although i'm still trying to figure it out and then what are the opportunities for me so once i knew once i knew that engineering was for me that's when i kind of started the the path uh, to become a civil engineer corps officer or to become a civil engineer what is amazing if your goal was to travel you certainly got that opportunity. Pacific, Middle East, Europe, two tours of duty in Iraq, one in Afghanistan. When you look back on the opportunities you had to see the world, uh, was it everything you hoped it would be? Uh, let me see. I think um, I think the adventure uh, is at the moment. Like you, you would not really think that. Oh, I wish it was like that. I wish it was like this. Not really, because it's the unknown, right? So when I went to Iraq the first time, I was with a battalion, an MCB five. It's uh, homeported in Wainimi. Uh, I was, although I suppose I couldn't say where I was, <laughs> uh, but I was part there in Iraq and. Um, first, of course, we get mortared um, maybe every day, uh, but uh, because I was part of a special forces, so therefore we, you kind of feel safe and and also you feel safe with your shipmate, uh, with your battle buddies uh, that they are there with you. Um, so uh, that was my first time uh, going to war, and then the second time was more dangerous. Uh, let's do this we're coming to the end we'll pick it up right there and continue your tour of duty but this is yeah this is lieutenant commander magellan Kankoko, and we're having a conversation about her new responsibilities at the gupport naval construction battalion center we'll continue the conversation on the other side listen live or on demand and watch episodes of coast view on your laptop desktop or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I'm having a terrific conversation with Lieutenant Commander Magellan Jankoko, who uh, who has a very significant responsibility 
at the uh, CB base in Gulfport now. She's she's uh, involved in public works and has other leadership responsibilities. But we're going to get into that next here in just a second. But when we went to break, we were talking about uh, your tour of duty, and you mentioned Iraq, and you were. Why don't you pick it up from there? Yeah. So after my uh, first tour in Iraq, um, I went back again in '06. I think you know. I didn't realize that the height of war, you, you actually don't notice this kind of things. You just go where the Navy sent you, right? So so I went to Iraq the second time. Believe it or not, that's the time that's the time when um uh what was that name? Uh the president um the president of Iraq, uh Saddam Hussein. Uh yes. yeah. He was beheaded uh on the same compound I was, and I was like, oh my God. Uh, so um, I was there for, uh, the second time I was there for six months and I did like convoy uh, as part of my duty. So I traveled around Iraq, that was really dangerous. And um, I, I remember like when my mother would, you know, he, she wanted me to keep in touch with her, of course, as a parent. I would not tell her where I was. <laughs> I would not tell her what I was doing uh, because they were really dangerous. Uh, even though I wasn't the one holding the gun, I did have a gun and I, a rifle and a nine mil. Uh, but of course, we, that was not our mission. Our mission was to improve the security of Iraq. So, but it 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 had some dangers. I can't imagine how scary it is. But one of the one of the points for people who have not listened to Coastview. On a regular basis, uh, one of the one of the points that I make about CBs in particular is that they are literally deployed out of Gulfport and other bases as well, but most uh, many many out of out of Gulfport to places all over the world. Some some are are military um, functions, some are humanitarian functions, some we can talk about, some we can't talk about. Um, there's there's the number of CBs that are that are deployed to places we can't talk about is actually quite important and someone something we should pray for every day. But the truth is the strategic importance of the CBs in so many ways is playing out all around the world. It is it is remarkable. And one of the things that you got to do in your travels is to really appreciate the roles the CBs play and the type of role they play all around the world. It's truly remarkable, isn't it? Yeah, truly remarkable, amen. Because uh, even where, wherever you go and you say the word CB or you just say you serve with the CBs, it brings like some pride in 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 that you know, in that like uh, yeah, I'm a CB. Like even though I transitioned to become a CB officer or an officer, I still consider myself as a CB because there's just uh, a significant uh, uh, item or some honor of being a CB, you know, because uh, we are like boots on the ground. We're, we're out there uh, building stuff for our warfighters. So we're there with them. Even even at the real estate, okay, the combatant commander says, we're going to go there. So it's just a piece yes. of land and nothing there. And so typically CBs are the force of choice and so the we will go there with with the warfighters and build something for them so that's what we do well I've, I've speculated about this I have no inside information as it relates to this but I speculated that a big staging area we know for a fact for the sea bases in Rota Spain 
And I can only imagine the number of CBs, maybe it's not a high number, but maybe it's an expert, you know, the experts that they are have been deployed to places like Poland and other places. You can't yeah. confirm that. I'm not asking you to do that. I'm just simply saying that even in the current war in Ukraine, the CBs are most likely playing some sort of important role in advising bordering countries and et cetera. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's just remarkable the role the CBs plays in the community. What I like about your story is that you, okay, first of all, you've traveled all over the world. You're from the Philippines. When you had this opportunity at this stage of your career, you could have gone to many different places, not only in the U.S., but around the world, including places like Italy. But you pick Gulfport, Mississippi, and you'd been That's here right. before. Why did you pick Gulfport? What is it about Gulfport that drew you back? Sure, I think uh, being around CBs makes me feel at home. And I chose Gulfport over the other coast because I really feel home here in Gulfport. Uh, the folks here in Goldport are very welcoming, uh, very humble in my opinion, you know, and and the pace uh, here is not stressful, unlike other places, you know, they're always hurry, 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 you know. <laughs> yeah, here it's uh, like, like having a conversation with you, it's not stressful. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, you, we still do the job, but... I think because there's more of a family atmosphere uh, within Goldport and they t we take care of each other. I think that's the reason why I came back here. And also I like I like that the grass is always green. I've been to places where the grass is not green <laughs> and it's, it's, it's pretty, yeah, it's very yeah. pretty. Well, you know, that's so important. And I think one of the most important roles you play having been here before and now coming back is people have a perception of Mississippi, you know, some of it's related to history. A lot of it's not fair. A lot of it is not representative of the current Mississippi that you experience today. And in a way, you actually are an ambassador. You know, you're an ambassador to people who would choose to come here because the reality is, and you know this from your own experience, that people who come here fall in love with it and they often come back. Many of them might leave here and travel the world, but they come back and they retire here. So I didn't know this until today. That's how Kyle Curley literally landed here, uh, <laughs> yeah. and 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 on the coast, his father was a CB. I just thought, you know, how could that not be something I didn't know after all this time? <laughs> but anyway, uh, what a great connection the show has to the CBs. But it's true, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's true. It's very true. Um, this place, you know, it brings something uh, in you like you just want to come back. Um, and in addition, of course, they have great food. <laughs> I love yeah, of, co of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah I, so, I, I love food here. Yeah. So tell me about the, the public works officer, the role of that, that position. Tell me more about that. Okay. So pretty much in a nutshell, we take care of the base when... It, even though you could consider it here as a base, it's the same things that we do everywhere around the globe. We support the base, we support the warfighter, we provide electricity, water, all of the utilities, you know, maybe other stuff like gas, sewers, even though storm management is not part of utilities, but we still take care of storm and flood, you know, to make sure we don't have those kind of things. But facilities is really our main thing. So, you know, in a layman's term, 
we're like the facilities uh, of the military. We take care of uh, the needs of our tenants, or we call them tenants, but these are our uh, shipmates uh, who have a mission in the world, uh, whether their mission is to train or their mission is to send forces out there in Afghanistan or Ukraine or wherever the conflict is. So that's our mission here. It uh, provides support in terms of facilities and services like, you know, somebody still ha has to take care of uh, uh, custodial, right? Somebody has to make sure that the grounds look neat. So that's ground service. Um, so that's what we do. We we provide support, whether as a in my role as public works officer or as a CB role out there. Uh, that's what we do. We provide support uh, to the base and to the commanders. So let me ask you, um, as you as you think about what you do and where you've been in your life and having achieved the goal that you said you wanted to travel the world and make a contribution and the, your great education and whatever. You get a chance to go back home to the Philippines. Oh, funny that you asked that. Um, so, um, uh, my husband and I intend to visit the Philippines uh, by the end of the month. Uh, really? But the, the last time we were at the Philippines was in 2013. So I do visit the Philippines, but not often as I'd like. It's it's because of the military service. You know, you just can't go. Uh, I mean, the perfect time is when you're new to the command or when you're transitioning to the new unit. So that's the perfect time. Yep. Well, so I'm I curious. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead and finish your thought. I didn't mean to interrupt oh, you. I'm just looking forward to going back home. So yeah. when you when you talk to people back home, are they all so happy and, and, and proud of you for what you've accomplished in your life? You know, I I don't really toil or kind of focus on the, them being proud of me. I just do know about my mother when she was alive, that she was very proud of me. Honestly, a sad moment was when she passed away. Yes. Uh, I told myself that uh, for all the things that I've done, I always want to make sure my mother was proud of me. And when she passed away, I kind of... I kind of like did not think of anybody else would be proud of me. But of course, I'm sure my family is very proud of me. But uh, I mean, just like you have a mother and you have a, a father, you are always trying to impress your parents, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that was, that, that was for me. Yeah. Well, listen, we're out of time, but it, but it has been a, a pleasure. I wish you all the luck in the world. We'll have you back on at some point in the future. And, uh, you know, just have a great day. Yeah, thank you, and thank you for having me, Ricky. You, you bet. This has been Lieutenant Commander Magellan Chang-Coco, and she's the new Public Works Director at uh, the CV Base, and uh, it's, been, it's been a pleasure. I've really enjoyed the conversation. At, uh, anyway, we'll see you after this break, and we'll continue the conversation. Subscribe for free to the Coast View Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.